Nedarim Daf Mem Head. The last thing we were discussing was the Mishnah on Mem Gimel Amud Aleph said if two people were walking on the way and one is Mudahana from the other and he has no food and the other person could put his food on a rock and say it's Hefker and the other person could eat it. And Rabbi Yossi says he doesn't like that type of Hefker. And we brought a Braita that if a person was Mefkir his field, uh, the first three days he could go back. After that he can't go back. But if he did it for a set time, then until someone holds on to it, and it sounds like the first part is Rabbanan, second part is Rabbi And Ola explained how both parts are Rabbanan, and Rish explained how both parts are Rabbi So we brought a Braita on Memdalet Amud Bet. If a person was Mafkir his vineyard, and he wakes up in the morning and starts plucking grapes, he's Hayav in regular Halachot of a, of a field, which is Chape and all that, but he's Patur from Maaser. And Rish Lakish, how would you explain this? Lechora Rabbi Yossi argues, and he'll tell you that that goes according to Rabbanan, and the other Breita argues on it because that goes according to Rabbi Yossi. And with that, we're going to start the first word on the page, and we're starting with the word Ibait Ima. And Rish Lakish is going to explain that even that second Breita is according to Rabbi Yossi. Ibait Ima had ban peteren vehad ba petlata. It depends. That original Breita, which said that it's not considered a good hefker until someone else grabs onto it, that's talking about when he only did the hefker in front of two people, and it's not uh, enough of publicizing it. So there, the BOC hold it's like giving every gift, and it doesn't really leave his possession until someone else grabs onto it. However, over here in the second Breita, where a person wakes up in the morning and starts plucking the grapes, he, over there, he did hefker in front of three people, so it's a stronger, more publicized hefker. And over there, even Rabbi Yossi would agree that it's a real hefker according to everyone, and he can't uh, retract that hefker. And the Gemara brings proof to this. If a person did his hefker in front of three people, then it's It's not a real hefker. And if it was only in front of two people, you could uh, retract the hefker because he holds like Rabbi Yossi. And by the way, this is all Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi, according to Torah, even if you did hefker in front of one person, have a hefker. And it's exactly like Rabbanan, and you can't go back on it. So what's the reason Hachamim said you need three? So one person should be able to take if he wants to, and there's two witnesses. Now, two things. The run over here reminds us that this entire back and forth is according to the Havamina, what we originally thought that Rabbi Yossi's reason is it's not a real Hefker until someone else grabs onto it. But that's not the real reason. The real reason was according to Matanat Bet Horon, where a person was only Mafkir to one person, and that's not a real Hefker. That's the real reason. And Halachal Maaseh, we hold like Rabbi Yossi Ben Levi, you technically only need one person for Hefker, and we only need three. So one could, be, uh, could get it, and the other two could witness. And uh, and the Rambam agrees to that halacha also. Hadran Allah en ben Hamudar, and with that we're starting the fifth parak of Masechet Nedarim. This parak is going to start with two people who vow they're not going to benefit from each other, and it so happens to be their neighbors, or they share a house together, or they share uh, a courtyard together. And the parak starts ashutafin shinadru hanaa zemize. So you have neighbors or partners who vow that they are not going to have any benefit from each other. Asurin likanes lehatzer, they're not allowed to walk into the courtyard because each person is benefiting from the other person's part. Either hachamim hold that letting things go is asur 
meaning people who vowed against each other, even though in general they're okay with these type of things. You're right, they're okay with uh, letting things go, letting other people go through their property, use their stuff. That's everyone else, not the person they vowed against. Or we could explain that, look, when people let things go, that's okay, you could walk through my field, I have no problem. But through my hatzir, that's my, you know, that's my private area, they would not allow it. So the same thing over here, they wouldn't allow it. And each person is allowed to walk into his area and go home. And the Gemara and Baba explains that the Mahlokat between Rabbanan and Rabbi Ezeb and Yaakov is, is there a concept of Brera or not? Brera is when I designate something for someone and something for someone, but retroactively. Something that is not clear at the time when, let's say, they each bought the house. Do we say each person bought his area and the property and just so happens to be each one's using the other one's thing? Or do we say that the entire area is mixed? Let's say the entire courtyard is mixed, has a little bit of mine, has a little bit of his. When I use it, I use my part. When he uses it, he uses his part. And, but we only really know when we use it. Rabbi Le'ezeb and Yaakov holds the yesh berera. There is this concept of berera. And when he uses it later, okay, this is his part, this is his part. So therefore, he could go into the courtyard without a problem because he's just using what we only now know retroactively that is his. But according to Rabbanan, they don't have this concept of berera. And therefore, you're always using an area that is mixed. Meaning, even though I have a 100% right to use this area because it's mine, but since it's mixed, when a person makes a konam, when a person makes a vow, that already changes things, and that takes away your right. And now this area that could very well also be his can now also not be yours, and it, it's asur. Now, the Ran brings up a question. In general, we do hold, like Rabbi Leza ben Yaakov, that there is Breda, but in Masechet Betza we learned that there's no the only time there's Breda is only by Dinim de Rabbanan, not the Oraita things. So Rabbeinu Tam explains that really Halakha is like Rabbi Le'ezeb and Yaakov, and the reason has nothing to do with Breda. The, the real reason is because Vitur is Mutar by Mudar Hana'ah. He holds that when someone lets things go, it's Mutar, when it comes to people who vowed against each other. Rabbeinu Yitzhak explains that what we were posek in Masechet Betzad, that there's a din of Beran and the Rabbanan, that's only in regards to the Rabbanan. They weren't talking about the Oraita things. It wasn't to say that is not like, uh, there's no Berat in the Oraita. That's not what they're trying to say. They just happened to say that there's Berat in the Rabbanan. could very well be that there's also Berat in the Oraita. Now, there's an amazing Ramban over here that's mentioned that we don't even have to get into this whole concept of Berira. It's not something that we're trying to figure out retroactively. Ramban explaining that every second we're figuring out from scratch who this field belongs to. When this person's using it, it's his. When this person's using it, it's his. So there's no, we don't have to get into this whole Berira business. However, the Ran and Zof, that we are talking about Berira, and it's still to say, it's still easier to say that there is no brera, but over here we're figuring out from scratch every time that this part belongs to him, this part belongs to him. So again, according to the Ran, we're talking about brera, even though halacha is not like it, but over here it's a different type of brera. Now the Mishnah continues on the top of Mevav Amud Aleph. Ushnehen asurin la'amid rechaim v'tanur ul gadel tenegolim. 
even Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov holds that both neighbors, are, although they're allowed to use the, the, the courtyard together, but the, both of them are not allowed to put over there a millstone, oven, they're not allowed to raise chickens together. All these different type of things, um, they could bother the neighbor, and the neighbor has a right to stop it, to veto it. And therefore, when he is not vetoing it, when he's not protesting the fact that he put his oven over here in the middle of the courtyard, so his uh, his friend, who's mudahan up from each other, he's benefiting from it, and he's not benefit from each other. And that's why even Rabbi Eliezer and Yaakov would agree that you can't put your uh, that you can't put your things here. Now, although we're in the middle of Mishnah, we'll have to stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.